This is the Tao of Christ, and I am Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. Others call it non-dual awareness, liberation, enlightenment, or spiritual awakening. It is the heart of all spiritual traditions. This is the Tao of Christ. Good afternoon. This is Marshall Davis. It's a wintry day up here in New Hampshire. It's been snowing all day. It's supposed to be snow right into the night. So I figured this was a good time to do another episode. I recently read an article in Time magazine entitled, Why Americans Are Uniquely Afraid to Grow Old. Apparently, this fear is especially true of Americans in my demographic, the baby boomers. Not only does it talk about the fear of aging, but also the fear of death, including something called the terror management theory of facing death. Let me quote the article. As its name implies, it, the terror management theory, addresses the way we somehow get through our days knowing that somewhere at the end of the existential line lies the utter annihilation of the self. So I read that Time Time magazine article, and then yesterday I read a, a New York Times article with the headline, Why Aren't Doctors Screening Older Adults for Anxiety? Apparently there's been a lot of attention paid to anxiety in children and in teens and in younger adults, but it's also rampant in older adults and is not being addressed. That article added that the pandemic led to rising levels of anxiety and depression in all age groups. So today I'm going to talk about anxiety and fear. According to these articles, there is an epidemic of anxiety not only in the United States, but in much of the Western world. I think this, I think fear is what is fueling the American obsession with guns, which in turn produces more gun violence, which in turn produces more fear and anxiety. So it's a vicious cycle. Addressing fear and anxiety can help us be happier and healthier emotionally, as well as, I think, decrease violence in society. Awakening to our true nature and the true nature of reality can eliminate or at least reduce dramatically fear and anxiety. So let me first talk about fear of death. Now one would think that a religious belief in life after death would alleviate this, but it doesn't seem to. If Christians are really so certain that they're going to a heavenly Disneyland when they die, they would not cling to earthly life so strenuously. If heaven is really so great, and if Christians are so certain that their faith provides them with a guaranteed pass through the pearly gates, then you would think that they would look forward to going there 
and they would not try to postpone that trip by any means available. Why waste time here in this veil of tears? For example, if you have a terminal illness, because of that illness are in, in severe pain, why hang around suffering and seeking every treatment possible in order to prolong life by a few more days or a few more weeks or months? Why not just call it a life and accept your fate with grace and fly away and be reunited with loved ones? But that's not the case with most Christians in my experience. My 40 years as a full-time pastor has shown me that most Christians hang on to this earthly life as tightly as anyone else, including people who have no belief in the afterlife. There are exceptions, of course. I have known saintly souls who have blissfully accepted death with great faith and and that gave them peace and courage and strength. But I have also known people who don't want to die, and they grasp at every straw to have a little bit more time on earth, no matter the pain and the heartbreak to loved ones and the financial strain and burden on their family. So belief in an afterlife in itself doesn't seem to be a cure for the fear of death. What is a cure for the fear of death is what is called dying before you die. Get death over with spiritually beforehand, then there's no problem with, with physical death. Now, when I read that Time magazine article about people having an existential fear of, and I quote, utter annihilation of the self, I laughed out loud because utter annihilation of the self is exactly the solution to the fear of death. When one realizes there is no self, there is no fear of the death of the self. The solution to fear is to die to self. That was Jesus' message. That's what he meant when he told us to take up our cross and follow him. When one knows that the self that is afraid to die exists only in our minds, then there is nothing to fear. When one sees that in reality there is no self, that's what the Buddhists call anatta, no self. When you see that the self is nothing, then there is literally nothing to lose by dying. The death of the self, like the self itself, is an illusion, a mirage. What we really are is not born and does not die. Awakening spiritually to this reality conquers fear and anxiety surrounding the death of the body and the psyche. This, though, cannot be just another belief that we add on to a set of beliefs. You know, another idea that we have that we hold on to in faith, hoping it's true. You know, like belief in heaven. This has to be experienced directly now. And when it is, when it is seen as true now, then fear of death in the future is gone. 
But how about other types of fear and anxiety? A lot of people that I have met during my ministry say they're not afraid of death, but they're afraid of getting there. They're afraid of what they're going to have to go through in order to die. They're afraid of pain and suffering. Not only that, people, people have all sorts of fear and anxiety. There's nothing to do with death or dying. They're anxious about money, relationships, work, health, children, marriage, loneliness, violence, hunger, political issues, public speaking, the National Institute of Mental Health reports that fear of public speaking is the number one, the most common fear that people have above everything else. Everyone has fears and anxiety. It is what it means to be human. It's the nature of the human psyche. Evolution has developed the fear response as a way to keep us alive and keep us safe. It's a survival mechanism. Well, how does awakening to our true nature address fears? First of all, it does not take it away magically. That's the biggest myth that people have about the spiritual life, you know, about awakening or even spiritual maturity. People think that it solves all problems. It doesn't. The problems are still there. The difference, and it's a big one, is that the problems are no longer your problems. There is no you to own the problems or, or to identify with the problems. That's liberation. And that in itself immediately resolves 90% of fear and anxiety. The problems are still there, but we approach them as we would approach someone else's problems. You know, we empathize and we seek to relieve the suffering of others, but we do not personally identify with those problems. When one wakes up from the personal self, all the personal self's personal problems lose their power to produce suffering. They've lost their sting. Now, let me explain how this happens in practice, and then you can practice it on your own. When you're feeling afraid or anxious about anything, just take a moment to notice and pay attention to the fear and anxiety. How it feels. Don't hide from it, or run from it, or suppress it, or try to get rid of it. Just let it be for a moment, and look at it, examine it examine it, and you will be amazed at just how much just doing that helps. It puts some distance between you and these feelings, both emotional and, and physical. So be aware of how the fear and the anxiety feels physically. Watch the physical sensations arise in the bodies and in the body and the emotions connected to them as if you're watching a movie on television. And when you've done that for a bit, then notice 
that space between you and the emotions and feelings. Notice the spaces between the feelings and emotions, kind of like spaces between words that are spoken or, or read, just as words are printed on an, an empty space on a page. And you can see the white page behind the words. So our fear and anxiety and all the drama surrounding these happening in background space. Just notice that background space that is unaffected by the fear and anxiety and unaffected by any circumstances that you attach to the fear and anxiety. Now comes the important part. Focus on that space and see that this space is what you really are. You're not the emotions. You are the space within which the emotions appear. Just abide in that spaciousness that is not affected by anything in the physical world and not affected by anything in the mental or emotional world. That spaciousness is your true nature. That spaciousness is true peace. It is joy. It is love. It is forgiveness. It's patience. It's kindness. It's all those things that the Bible calls the fruit of the Spirit. That peace, that shalom, as the Hebrew Scriptures calls it, is you. That thou art. You are not the voices in your head telling you to be afraid and worried. That's the ego or the psyche. You are the peaceful spaciousness that fear and anxiety cannot touch. This is your original and eternal nature. To have peace, all you have to do is dwell in what you already are. It's that simple. This is home. The only reason anxiety or fear seem to overwhelm you at times is because you leave home. Like the prodigal son in the parable of Jesus. You know, we travel to the far country where fears and worries threaten to overwhelm us. But we can return home anytime we want. Home is as close as our next breath. All we have to do is pause, pay attention, take a breath, and notice that the peace that's already there is what we are. Now, you can go ahead and try that out now or the next time that you feel anxious and afraid. And when you try it, you will catch a glimpse of the non-dual reality that Jesus called the kingdom of God. And that is a taste of spiritual awakening. And when that becomes your identity, that is spiritual awakening. No matter what happens in earthly life, it cannot harm you. This is the eye of the hurricane. This is God, who is our refuge and strength. Psalm 91 calls this the secret place of the Most High. 
It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.